Now, no point in continuing saying a million times over, today was a scorcher, of course it was. And as with any hot day this summer, people start getting worried about the energy grid. On days like this, people use extra energy. Air cons are on full blast, understandably. Lights are on TVs. But if we use too much, could we have another statewide blackout just like they had in South Australia just over a year ago? The Australian energy grid, I think many of us would agree, is a joke. Excuse me. Well, we all know this. Businesses are even being told that they have to shut down in order for households not to lose power. How on earth can a first world country have a third world energy grid? It's a joke. It's a failure of both state and federal governments who'd rather its own people live in the dark, literally no lights, instead of securing its own grid. Now, today I was delighted to see in the telly, the Sunday Telegraph, Piers Ackerman, a piece on the greatest threat to Australia's survival. He says, the greatest threat to our security is not Islamic State, it's not African gangs, it's not even drug-addled Islamist idiots targeting pedestrians. He says, no, the clear and present danger is our own energy security, and he's a million percent right, if he can be a million percent right, and he's on the line. Piers, good to talk. I hope you're well. I am. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what do you think of the government uh, in terms of what they should do to secure our energy grid? Is it as simple as going back to uh, using more coal? I mean, we shouldn't forget also we're only a blockage to those uh, seafaring lanes from uh, getting enough petrol around the country. It's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Look, I think that all of your listeners uh, are well aware of what happens when one volcano actually erupts uh, anywhere in Indonesia. And they shut down the uh, uh, aviation traffic uh, coming from uh, Singapore. And absolute chaos. Mm. Now, we rely uh, on uh, Singapore for our refined uh, petrol products. Now, nothing would move in this country if the Straits of Malacca, uh, where all the shipping comes through, uh, were closed. Now, any strategic uh, crisis in our region... um, uh, say, involving China, and, and as you know, uh, China is making uh, uh, very clear uh, threats uh, to, uh, the, uh, to nav- navigation in the, in the Pacific area, um, and uh, would, would see uh, a blockade placed uh, on, on China, which would have a knock-on effect for us, and because China also relies on, on fuel passing through the Malacca Strait. So the simplest thing to do would be to close the Malacca States, and we would be a victim of that collateral damage. Hmm. We, we, Australia, do not have uh, the fuel reserves that we have actually signed up to have under the International Energy Agency Agreement, which we belong to. We're the only nation, the only nation in the world belonging to the IAE, Uh, which, in fact, doesn't meet its commitment. Now, the commitment is simple. You have to have 90-day fuel reserves. We, according to the people I've spoken to in the past week, have less than 45 days. That means that if the fuel was not coming to Australia, um, obviously uh, the transport would, would, would come to a halt. That actually means that stuff wouldn't get into supermarkets. Now, how much food is there in the supermarkets for Australia? Well... Like everything these days, it's you know it's it's all on demand. Hmm. Things are moved to places as they are needed, or as the the algorithm says that this is what people will need. So we actually only have uh, around nine days 
uh, uh, food supply um, on hand. So if once once the fuel stops, just stops. And we've got nine days tucker left in the supermarket. <laughs> we've got three days pharmaceuticals left. Jeez. The military may have enough fuel to keep their their, their operation uh, uh, running for 12 days. This is an absolute joke. Yeah. And yet most Australians aren't aware of it. No. Uh, sure, uh, as you say, we, we could get power, but that, the Greens have already stymied that with their ban on, one, uranium, and two, their attempts to, to kill all fossil fuels for the destruction of uh, perfectly good uh, coal-powered uh, uh, electricity power uh, supply uh, powerhouses. Mm. So we, we, we have backed ourselves, a first-world nation, as you said in your introduction, we've backed ourselves into a third-world situation. How dumb are we? Well, that's exactly right. Piers also makes this excellent point. In relation to Australian National Line, uh, Australia's maritime fleets is now uh, the property of the French, is it not? Yes, it is. It's owned by a French conglomerate that operates at headquarters around Marseille. Can you imagine? God. It, it, it's called ANL, the Australian National Line, headquartered Marseille. Yeah, fantastic. It's like, like saying... Well, you know, we had to get Vegemite back. Yeah. But um, we rely totally on foreigners to keep the ships coming in with supplying what is really the, the lifeblood to our nation. Mm. I mean, we all get in a car uh, or we fly in a plane and, and the fuel for those vehicles, uh, whether planes or boats or, or uh, cars, or the transport trucks that thunder around, uh, you know, on the on the uh, super highways that link our capitals, mm. they're all reliant on foreigners to deliver. We we placed our lives in the hands of others. How did it come to this? Well, and we we often were talking about Donald Trump a little while back, but that that notion of putting America first or putting Americans first, this is actually exactly. Um, uh, the prescription of not putting Australians first. So well, we, we're we, meant we, to have fuel supplies. Now, why, why, why lock that in? Uh, Jeopardising the amount of food we have, pharmaceuticals, as you point out, affordability of power. That's what's wrong with the political class. It just doesn't give a stuff about us. That is the Australian taxpayer. It's how good they look on the world stage. Exactly. And, and the political class is so isolated now from the welfare and well-being of Australia that uh, it could, it's operating on another planet. Mm. It really is. Mm. And you've got to remember that our very national character is constantly under attack in our universities and institutes of learning around the country. We're going to see all this erupt in another, uh, uh, you know, three weeks on Australia Day. Yes. Um, where people were saying that everything that was uh, created by white men uh, should be shunned. <laughs> Well, quite frankly, we wouldn't have reached the, uh, the, 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 the civilised state we're in now if it wasn't on the backs of white men uh, driving uh, Western civilization. But, 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 you know, that they use it disparagingly because most of, well, many of the discoveries and many of the great causes were driven by... Uh, women as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and the the West just doesn't get recognition for what it's delivered globally. You look at the anti-slavery drives, for example, or the medical breakthroughs. Um, 
None of these came from the communist bloc. None of these came from the uh, uh, from the Eastern Bloc or, or, or the Islamic world. If not, not for the last uh, century and a half, anyway. I mean, the the uh, the Muslims like to think that that uh, they had a hand, or that the the Arabs uh, had a hand in inventing algebra. But you know, which that's talking about several thousand, several or a thousand years ago. Mm. But um, we're looking now. What 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 Western civilization is delivered is now at peril because of the idiots who are so, supposedly running the Western country. Indeed, great words as okay. always, and thank you for your time, Piers. Thank you now. Good Bye to now. talk. Bye bye, Piers.